Today's episode is with Yam Karkai, digital artist and founder of World of Women, an NFT project based around diversity and inclusion that has become one of the most successful projects of the past year. It's been a huge favorite of a list of celebrities and new entrants into the NFT space in particular. Yam's become one of the faces of the space for really turning the project into a company that provides as much value outside of Web3 as it does for the NFT community. As always, nothing on this episode should be considered financial advice and you should consult a financial professional before making any financial decisions, NFTs or otherwise. And now, the best money I ever spent presented by Rally, live from VCon in Minneapolis, where we get into the past, present, and the future of World of Women and Web3 with Yam Karkar. Yam from World of Women, thank you so much for uh, for coming to have this conversation with us live at VCon. Of course, with great pleasure. Yeah, and as we, uh, for anybody that's listening too, as we started recording this conversation, Gaio Seri is on stage right now and gave Yam the biggest shout out and World of Women and explaining a lot of the mission a little bit and like the whole crowd went crazy for it too. So this is a very topical moment to have you here having this conversation. Yeah, it was too. quite a magical moment. That's good. So for anybody who doesn't know, we on Rally, we've had World of Women that we fractionalized and it's obviously been a huge sort of, uh, it's been a draw for our audience. Everybody's been super excited to see it on the platform. But quick, the motivations behind the project and, and kind of what you've seen come out of it over the last, you know, six, seven, eight months has started to develop. Yeah. Well, so basically, um, I decided that I wanted to start World of Women because I saw that there was a hole in Web3 and I wanted to fill it. I wanted to fix a problem that was very clear to me, which was lack of diversity and inclusion and celebration of women and diverse people. So that's why I started it. That's my motivation. It's what keeps me motivated. Uh, and now what keeps me motivated on the long term is also our community and our ambitions to grow and in the things that we're developing behind the scenes as a company. Um, and I was talking about that a little bit today at my panel here at VCon, but for us, we have definitely switched from just being a project to being a company and a brand that has a long-term vision and a mission and a product. Um, so that's what we're focusing on right now and we're not letting anything distract us. That's, and it does, I'll say, it does feel more, I want to say it feels more like a company than it does a PFP project or something that just has, you know, the art that leads and then a team that's kind of behind closed doors. And you've been really intentional about that. I think this, some of it, I think, comes from the fact that you are, you're a designer, you're an artist, you're not, you're not somebody who's a, came in as a technologist and said, I want to make these 10,000 PFPs and just do a cash grab and get it out as quick yeah. as possible. It's developed over time into this real, a real business. I think part of that now, as you have this emergency fund, which the fifth installment went out this past week um, to support humanitarian aid in Burma. What was the what's the motivation behind that piece of it? And is that something that comes out of the Treasury or comes out of the, the secondary sales? Where is that money coming from? What's the motivation for that? Yeah, so we have partners who are Code Green and we have a head of philanthropy that is in Amoja. And so from like we've been working together for the last six or seven months. So since almost but like very early on, because for us, our philanthropic side of things and the way that we are making an impact on society today, not only Web3 um, and in the lives of women and children around the world was very, very important to us. We knew that we wanted to be involved with this long term um, and on a regular basis. So for us, the emergency fund, it was a very key activation for us as far as the humanitarian side of World of Women goes. Because um, 
you know, we had a plan with um, Code Green that on a weekly basis we would be donated, donating to key uh, conflicts around the world where especially women and children are being affected the most. So um, we did that because we wanted to remind people that things are happening every single day in places in the world that are being forgotten and that we are all uh, capable of making a change there and uh, we wanted our community to see that thanks to them this is what we're able to do um and yeah indeed the money that goes to that is money from all the women from the sales from the secondary sales from everything that we do yeah it's been an amazing initiative too and that it's real money it's not you know a couple thousand dollars here it's yeah. you know hundred thousand dollar donations these six-figure donations that definitely sort of move the needle in a lot of these areas and it's, it's awesome to see that a project where a lot of them have been, we're gonna make money, there's some utility that's coming, but haven't necessarily focused on philanthropy or giving back to communities outside of just Web3, which is a really yeah. important part of what you guys do. The The next piece of that I wanna talk about in terms of it being a real business and a real company at this point, is that you're a real person. You're somebody who has a, yes. a face of a company and people see you and you've always been, been really generous with your time and with your attention on growing the space and not just females in the space, but the space in general as a real company. Do you think that there's a place going forward for any of these PFP projects to come out where it's these faceless avatars and it's a team with a make-believe story and pumping that as part of the story? Do you think it has to be a situation like World of Women where everyone knows you, they know your face, they know your background, the team is very transparent, you go to the website, you see the entire team you know, face by face and hear their background. Do you think there's, that that's a necessity that that sort of, not just doxing, but really being as transparent as possible with the team and with the initiatives long-term is gonna be a necessity? Or you think we can still get to a point where just like pretty art still does well without having to have that background, without having to have that transparency? Look, I think that uh, this time last year that would have worked because it was the moment where PFP projects were uh, just working no matter what they were. Yeah. Everything was selling out every single day and most people were anonymous. So I think that at that time, of course, it worked out for a lot of people. A lot of people enjoyed the anonymity and a lot of people ran pulled because of this. Uh, but nowadays, this is not possible anymore. I don't see people have evolved. They've learned a lot in the past year and they've realized that, that there are certain qualities and things that they need in order to trust and want to support a project and a company. I'm not talking about individual artists here because I think there's a big difference in between how things are done as an individual artist and a company. Uh, well, a Web3 company, Web3 brand. But I think that going forward towards the future and right now as well in the present, uh, the, the success of a Web3 company and the brand relays very much on the transparency of the people behind it. People need this. Uh, people don't want support to support something uh, that they don't know who's behind it. They don't want to do that because they don't feel safe. And everyone is putting a lot of money into all of these things. So we need transparency, we need honesty, we need clear visions. That's what we need going forward. That's true. It is It is a situation where it's, I'm, I'm it's not a kind of foo-fooing as we talk, but there's so much money moving around. It's almost impossible to think that tens and twenties and hundreds of millions of dollars will go to these anonymous people yeah. where a roadmap is, you know, we'll do something in the future, don't worry about it. And the money transfer has been insane. It does feel like we're at a point where that's starting to shift. But you also, as, a, as an artist, as a digital artist, you've had gallery work, you've had physical work that's been available as part of the World of Women project. Do you see a place where there's a physical component to NFTs in the future that go hand in hand? Do you think that we move 
even further away to go straight digital at a certain point? Oh no, I think that there is a, there is beautiful possibilities for both worlds to mix, and this is actually we're trying something that we try to do uh, when we sign partnerships or when we plan certain products and things that we want to release in the future. I think that that really that the way is to mix both worlds. Like you don't want to be on one side or the other because um, I don't think that that's going to work out. Uh, but I think that there is a beauty of mixing the technology of Web3 uh, with uh, physical goods and things that we use on our daily lives. Um, so I'm really excited to see people develop more things in that sense, you know, like bridging the gap, yeah. basically. I, I feel the same way. And I think that part of it is like our background, but part of it is just that like World of Women as a project and Galaxy as the add-on to the project, it really is beautiful art and it felt so different when it came out. And now here at VCon, I was telling you and before this, when you walk by the the World of Women setup, this big booth that they have set up, and it's like a meet and greet, and there's there's like elements of of the project, physical and digital, but it's also the busiest place I think in the entire in the entire <laughs> arena right now. But it's also something where you see like the female presence there is obvious, and even at an event like this, where I would say it's maybe 20% female, it feels like there it feels like the most female presence I've seen at what I would call an NFT event in a long time. You have NFT NYC coming up, which full transparency last year was very much like this bro fest and it was a lot of it was about money and it's not something that from the outside looking in feels inclusive this project was the first one that felt super super inclusive it feels like that started to that created a wave of inclusivity what do you feel like has to happen it's a very loaded question by the way what has to happen to get it over that hump where we get to to sort of an equitable 50 50 male female completely diverse races ages religions how do we get to a point that it looks less like finance and more like art or more like what the future should look like? Well, that's a really good question and I don't think there is one key answer to it. I think it's a combination of things, but I think it's um, setting up the norm, you know, as the leaders of the space and it's not only us, I think it's a responsibility of all the leaders in the space to like set the bar on how we want the future companies of Web3 to look like. Uh, and that that means uh, how you are building your company behind the scenes, like how many women and diverse people do you have in your company? I mean, if you show people and people from the outside that Web3 companies are built based on values like inclusion and diversity and equal opportunities for everybody, this will be the norm. What we have to achieve is not to have more women than men in this space, okay? It's to have an equal balance where people, when they come in from the outside world, they see that this is just the way it is and they don't have any questions, you know, because it's just the way it is. Yeah. We just have to reach this normal... Uh, yeah, where it's not part of the conversation of yeah, how many or how right? much or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want it to be normal. I don't want people to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to support you because you're a woman. No, support me because I'm an amazing business person and I have a great product and a great company, you yeah. know? This is the future. That's the future it's true it's true and do you feel like do you feel like i do feel like world of women is what kicked a lot of that off and to make the conversation not about how do we get more but this project is amazing it happens to be based around around female avatars but that said the amount of people who gravitated towards that project did not have a specific gender i think it was yeah. there was a big moment in october obviously where reese witherspoon bought her first nft and it was world of women yeah. and it was like all over twitter it, it went viral for her, like way more likes for her than she ever gets for any of the other stuff that she does. And this is like an A-list actress too. What have been the one that people that surprised you that wanted to be part of the project or potential partnerships that you could talk about or just people that bought 
and posted it to social. What was the most surprising one outside of Reese? What were the ones that were just like the aha moments? I mean, of course, Reese was incredible because he was the first, you know, big Hollywood celebrity that you grow up watching, you know, yeah. on TV that joined. So for us, it was super mind blowing. But of course, we've had Eva Longoria, who's been an absolutely incredible supporter, as well as Huda from Huda Beauty. They've been incredible, um, you know, champions of women in Web3 and supporters of the uh, world of women. So I think those two women have been really something for us. Um, but I mean, there's so many, like I feel super bad because I feel like I'm going to forget names. But <laughs> That's no. a good thing though. It just means that so many people have gravitated towards this project but, and connected uh, with it, you know? But yeah, we're super grateful for the support that we're getting from, you know, Hollywood and, and all of these amazing people. Um, yeah, he's really been, I don't know how to describe it. It's really crazy. Sometimes I don't believe it, you know? That's amazing. Well, the, pro the project itself has been one that has really generated so much attention and so much conversation in the space. It's been great for us to rally, but also just for the community in general. We've gotten so many people to reach out and ask about World of Women and when we do more World of Women and what the what the future of the project looks like. And I'm just sending them back to you and like saying like, you're asking the wrong person. But that said, like we always try and end with a couple like quick questions that relate to the project or relate to you as a person. So I want to ask a couple things. One, what's something from childhood that you really wanted that you have now? Wow. That's a tough question. So many things. I didn't prep any of this either, so I'm really catching think, you off the cuff yeah. right now to ask this question. Yeah. You know, I think that as a child, the thing is that I come from a very poor family and, and we never even dreamed of certain things because we just assumed we would never have them. And for me, there are just so many things right now in my life that I have and that I'm able to do and that I'm able not to worry about mm. that I feel so grateful. Yeah. I think that I feel, I, I feel so relieved and so grateful every day that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay my rent next month, you know. And this is something so, I guess, like not super exciting or... I don't know, but that's the thing that like, I don't know, that shocks me the most, you know, like my whole life I've been grinding and like hustling and, and you know, like uh, it's been tough and now I don't have to think about that anymore. And this is thanks to this technology that has allowed me to be uh, financially independent and, and also meet so many amazing people and feel like, like this is my space, you know, I never felt like I was part of anything like in my life. And this is the first time that I feel like I'm really fitting in somewhere. That was an amazing answer. I think I got to end it there because that was just the exact, that was a, that you just described the promise of Web3 for a creator and for somebody who has a vision, has an understanding of an aesthetic and design and makes people, makes, makes people happy to be a part of something. So I'm going to end it there. That was an awesome, awesome answer. Yeah, thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate it. And, uh, and we're ending on a perfect time where there's a giant uh, applause in the background. So I'll do the same. Yeah, I just finished speaking. <laughs> Giving a massive shout out to you, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so you much. Really well. appreciate it. Thank you. That was Yam from World of Women, live from Vcon. So apologies on any background noise. You heard a bit of it on this episode, but while we started recording, Guy Oseri was on stage with Gary doing an interview. And literally, right as we hit the record button, guys started talking about how important Yam and World of Women are for the ecosystem. I think we have some B-roll of Yam's reaction, but it was a super special moment. And it's always awesome to see good people winning, which is definitely the case here. On that note, the World of Women NFTs and accompanying mint of Galaxy are opening for trading soon on Rally, so stay tuned for that. 
That's it for this week, live from VCon. As always, do your own research. Nothing on this episode is investment advice, and you should never listen to anyone, me included, without consulting a financial professional. I'm Rob Petrozo. You can find us on rallyrd.com, rallyroad.com, at rally on Instagram, and on rallyrd on Twitter. I'll be back next week with another episode of The Best Money I Ever Spent, presented by Rally, back home in New York at HQ. Until then.